0: Exceptional field service delivery creates, magnifies, and sustains exceptional customer experiences and brand loyalty. Welcome to the Super FM podcast Field Service Your Way with me, Michael Israel. I'll lead conversations about critical issues in today's field service ecosystem with knowledgeable and experienced service management professionals. Now, let's learn something.
1: Hello, and welcome to Zuper FM Field Service, your way with your host, Michael Israel. However, we let Michael have the day off today. I don't know where he's at. Uh, It it doesn't (laughs) bother me at all because I'm Eric Johnson. I'm one of the producers on this show. They've actually given me the microphone to kind of take this thing over for a little bit to introduce you to Rob Friedman. Now, Rob is the head of growth at Zuper and uh he's a fantastic guy this today's podcast you're going to get to know him a little bit but this is really based off an article that he wrote about local seo tips for field service management companies so we're going to be covering that we're going to have a link to that article in the show notes so please by all means go you're going to learn a lot today from rob uh, but you can learn a lot more from that article as well and i have to say this if you go to the article you're going to get to see rob i've never seen him in person we've never met we don't live in the same area this guy He's good looking. He's got these smoldering eyes. Rob, can I say that on the podcast? Sure thing. Smoldering eyes. I think that's a thing. (laughs) Anyway, so let me tell you a little bit about Rob before we get started. Uh, Rob Friedman is a marketing and revenue operations executive with nearly 20 years of experience. He loves helping companies grow, developing all-star teams, and helping people achieve their professional and personal goals. Rob is a frequent contributor to articles on digital marketing trends, team leadership, and branding, and if that's not enough... He's got two daughters that keep him really busy, and we're going to talk about them here in a little bit. He spends his free time listening to music. Uh, he's like I am, has a, an eclectic taste in music, uh, loves to travel, uh, been all over the place. We, maybe we can get into that a little bit, too. <laughs> Rob, welcome to the show, man. Thanks, Eric. I'm really excited for our conversation today. Yeah, yeah. So uh, before we even get started into some of the questions about the article, what sure. makes you passionate about doing what you're doing i mean i mean this is the article to me i'm I'm kind of geeky so i really like the (laughs) article i really dove into it uh but why is that a passion for you not just the article but what you do
2: it's all about service to others for me um everything i do is about how i'm doing is impacting people's businesses this Mm -hmm. is their livelihoods this is their what they're building they're building their dream they are helping their communities, they're servicing, you know, homes and businesses. And it's just being a little part of that, uh, is what gets me up and going every day.
1: Mm -hmm. Well, I'm I'm telling you, I, I will thank you for what you do right off the bat, because you make other people's jobs easier. And those other people are service technicians whom I come in contact with. I became a homeowner years and years and years ago. And I can't tell you Uh, You know, I've I've had the opportunity, if you want to call it opportunity, sometimes it's a tragic (laughs) opportunity, right? Where you have to have a service person come to your house. But I have had amazing service people at my house that um, have come in, been very professional, done their work, and left. And and it just the weight was lifted off my shoulders, right? I know that that's kind of the feeling that you're giving to these companies by providing um, what Zuper does. And so, you know, we we talk about that on other podcasts. I don't want to dive into that too much because I really want to get into the heart of the article, but. I do thank you in, in what you guys do because you make their jobs easier, which makes it much easier for me to get my
2: stuff fixed. Well, that, that's what we, we love doing, so thank you.
1: All right, thank you. good deal. All right, so let's dive into this. Now, I know what SEO is, but for the the sake of the audience, what is SEO, describe that for us, and what can small and medium-sized businesses do to compete with larger companies? And when I say larger companies, I'm thinking of you know, companies that have a much larger budget maybe to, you know, throw money at marketing and stuff. What can the smaller and medium sized businesses do?
2: Yeah, no, uh, so search engine optimization is what SEO stands for. And it's simply optimizing your marketing, your your website um, and some of your social profiles to be attracted by, attractive to the search engines and for them to, kind of declare your website and and your social profiles as the authority on whatever particular topic it is, whether it be HVAC repair, plumbing, solar panel installation, any of those those things. Got it. Okay.
1: So it really is helping people to rank higher when somebody's searching for specific terms, right? Exactly. Exactly.
2: And You know, one of the things we deal with a lot of, you know, small, mid-sized businesses and, you know, we, we always counsel them uh, when they ask about marketing and, and, and it was like, well, how's your website? How's your SEO? And some of the things that they can do to help um, move things forward and improve uh, their rankings is is there, there there's some many things that they can do right there, simply on their on their website on their own. They don't necessarily need to have these gigantic teams or or budgets to, to accomplish.
1: Got it. Yeah, and, and and one of the things that uh, you're covering in the article that we're we'll, we're not going to dive into a lot today, but is keywords. And I know that that's part of what you were just ex- explaining. Um, you know, the, the keyword searches are are vitally important, and that's what really helps people to move the bar uh, when it comes to those search engines. So, um, uh, again, audience, go back to the article. Uh, you're gonna you're gonna learn a ton. Rob, one of the things that I've I've heard for years, I think everybody in in any type of business has heard this, is that content is king. Um, do you still believe that that's true in this environment? And, and and I say that because my, honestly, Rob, my concern is that, um, you know, when it comes to news, right, when it comes to news and media, a lot of times we realize that they're just, you know, the content they're pushing out is really just to generate ad revenue. Um, and that's that it, it gets tiresome. So in our area or your, your area and the area that these small and medium sized businesses are in is content
2: still King. Eric, it really is. Um, but it's not so much about volume anymore. Um, early on, you know, it would talk to people and be like, well, if you're going to rank for a key word, such as HVAC installation, uh, services, uh, or, or, you know, you know, heating and air conditioning repair. Um, you're going to have to post several blog posts, uh, you know, dozens of them, Mm -hmm. uh, various lengths and a differing content that utilize those key phrases over and over and over. It's kind of called keyword stuffing. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and if you would go on someone's, you know, blog, you'd be like, oh, that's like the fifth article. (laughs) And it's pretty much saying the same thing, (laughs) just regurgitated, reorganized in a different way. Um. You know, and that was, that was the way to rank and it worked. Um, you know, Google changes its algorithm frequently uh, and they're not even the only search engine, but they're their primary one. You know, there's also Bing and, and Yahoo that you should account for. But if, with those changes, they have um, kind of discredit, you know, taken away credit for keyword stuffing. So you don't need to do that. And it's really now about the quality of your content. It is about, um, writing something, you know, 750,000, you know, words, you know, doesn't have to be really super long, but on a topic that, that, you know, yes, discusses HVAC repair, or maybe cases where you're trying to, you know, counsel a, a homeowner on when is solar right for them to install it mm. and, and then what they should look for in uh choosing a solar panel installer and then going into those and writing nice in-depth content with uh that uses natural language natural language is is what google is searching for to kind of weed out the people who are just spitting out <laughs> these short little mm-hmm. blog posts that really don't add value and google says look are you producing content that adds value that other people will link to those are called backlinks. You want to try to get people to reference your your content from their websites. Mm-hmm. Also, they do you link out to other websites? So if you're talking about you know different services or different things, you know, you know, cite your source. It's like back in back in uh, high school. Kind of cite your sources and, and like you know if you're talking about something link to that. And give that other site credit for What information it's providing, Um, you know, don't link to your competitors, but, you know, you can link to third party journals or news articles or or government sites that that, you know, if you're talking about like environmental stuff and impact on on like free on leakage and and, and, uh, you know, why you should be maintaining your systems to prevent that. Yeah. Link to the EPA website done there. There's. And, and seeing those interconnections is what Google's looking for. Like, all right, you've got links going in, you got links going out. You've got um, content that's natural and engaging. You must be an expert in this field, in this topic. I'm going to rank you higher over somebody who's got five blogs on similar topic, but it has, you know, no real information, no links coming in or out and is just a regurgitation of the same points over and over.
1: Got it. So let me ask you this cuz I'm I'm a DIYer uh, in a lot of cases for a lot of things that I that I can. And one of my favorite things is to go to YouTube, right? And and find information there and it's funny that you brought up solar installation uh in in that last comment because I actually watched a video where it was from a uh, obviously a solar Installing company, but they created a video for the average homeowner to see, you know, hey, is your roof? uh, a a good option for solar and Going through it. They just had I don't know their top seven seven things to look for You know the slope of the roof what direction it faces what what kind of? Area or square footage do you have on that specific side of the roof because I mean most homes these days they've got you know a couple different levels so you've got a roof that faces north and south and then east and west on a second and on a separate section of the house so it was mm-hmm. really really informative um but it didn't you know it's it's not telling me how to install them right it's just telling me hey if you want, are you if you're interested in solar then this is what you should be looking for to see if it's a it's if it might be a good fit for you and then of course at the end of the video they're like so if you've you know determined that this might be a good thing you know, give us a call. We can have one of our experts come out and take a look and take some measurements and give you some pricing and quotes and things like that. So, I mean, it's they're giving stuff away for free for sure, right? That that's mm-hmm. that content that you are talking about. Um, my question to you is: when it comes to like a YouTube channel and and using video instead of just blogs, what are your what are your thoughts on that as far as how that helps your SEO?
2: I, it is fantastic for your SEO. Um, okay. You know, video is definitely the the, the fastest moving. Uh, medium right now, um, short form video. I would even, you know, you can, it doesn't have to be long and doesn't even have to be high production value. In fact, a little, you know, using, you know, a really high end, um, you know, smartphone mm-hmm. could, can net you really good quality, even 4K <laughs> quality video now. So, and you don't need, and it gives it an authentic feel. You know? Yeah. I do recommend using a tripod though no one likes the jerky <laughs> yeah yeah I'm getting nauseous watching them on a the roof yeah, no, yeah not a no, good thing. no blair witch uh, uh <laughs> project here Great um, reference. but yeah but definitely you know you can make that homemade you can use your actual you know in-house technicians uh and sh- if you're trying to show something off in a piece of equipment or mm-hmm. like in the example you said you know they could actually do a walk walk around an actual house and point out these things Mm -hmm. and things that they should look for done. That's great content and it doesn't need to be expensive. And then you can repurpose that content. that's the other thing I encourage uh, businesses is like, if you create a blog with a supporting video, chunk that out, you know, that becomes, you know, a few key headlines. Those are tweets. If you, Mm. um, Mm -hmm. Cut up the video into a couple different parts. And that can go on TikTok, or that can go on your Facebook page, and you natively upload it to Facebook. Uh, you know, there's different ways you can chunk things up and repurpose it and get a lot more mileage out of the content that you're producing. Yeah. Now, now you brought it up, so this is
1: your fault. <laughs> you, brought up, you brought up tweeting and, and TikTok and Facebook and all that. Um, obviously, all those different levels of social media. How does that play into SEO when when it comes to, I mean, you, you said, did you say parse it out or did you say chunk it out? Something like that. Right. Same thing. Same thing. So when you're doing that, how does social media play into the SEO factor? So something
2: the search engines look for is are there are there social media channels related to your site? Um, so you, you should be on all the major networks. Mm -hmm. Um, That you can manage you know don't don't take on more than you can but you should have those profiles you should own your brand there and then also it looks for people who are users of those who click the links within those social posts to see if they're driving traffic to your website so if there are social posts like Twitter, YouTube, especially YouTube, because it's owned by Google. It's the second largest search engine in the world, <laughs> it's mm-hmm. a great place. A lot of people actually go there, especially for how do I, and then just fill yes. in the blank, Yeah, uh, you know, go to YouTube and, and if they're seeing people clicking links from YouTube and those other sites back to your website or back to your blog, that is going to definitely improve your rankings. Got it. Absolutely. All right. So let me ask you this.
1: How can companies leverage Google? I mean, you brought, you know, Google into this. I mean, this is in my opinion, the largest, like you said, I think they're the largest search engine than YouTube is second, right? Yep. So how can they leverage Google business profiles? Because that's a whole different thing that a lot of people don't know about, um, the Google business profiles and reviews. How can they do use those to
2: boost their SEO work with a lot of small, medium sized businesses and they, most of them are local or have, uh, you know, they all have several locations, but they're in different communities and they just service a specific area. And we always say you need to open up a Google business profile for each of your locations, not just the headquarters, not just the first one you opened. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you're now up to seven locations, each one should have its own dot on the map, so to speak. And what Google business profiles lets you do is customize the content that you're doing for each location. You can have different hours, you can have different services, you can uh, post different like discounts and um, promotions. And what it also tells people is when they're searching on Google maps, another big search engine, you'll come up as a, when someone's say looking for HVAC repair or, you know, heating repair near me, mm-hmm. you've probably have seen that way, auto-fill near me yep. for you. That's what it's doing. It's gonna look at a certain mileage radius around you and find you the closest people who it feels are the experts in that topic. So Google business profile, that's the profile that it's searching for when you're doing the near me or say, so I'm here in San Marcos, Texas. So I'm looking for you know solar installers, San Marcos, Texas. It's going to centralize the, the search just within like a five mile radius of my house so it's going to look at look in san Marcos. it's going to look in kyle it's going to look in buda but that's it it's just going to be so if you're in one of those communities and you want to make sure you're ranking highly you need to have a google business profile and then if you have different locations you know if you got people up in austin or you know wherever you're going to have an, a different profile for that location and so on and so forth got it yeah that makes a lot of sense so let me ask you this i
1: i, I know that uh, as a business owner You know, when I first started out, Rob, I didn't have the funds to hire a large company to build out my website and you know do all this stuff for me. And there's a lot of website companies out there that are absolutely fantastic at what they do, but a lot of them charge quite a bit of money, right? And so these smaller Mm -hmm. businesses, uh, I think most small businesses rely on their cousin Jimmy or their you know their neighbor's (laughs) son, you know who who does you know dabbles in in uh, web pages. Uh, So let me ask you this. Do search engines really care about the look and the feel of your website? Is that something that, you know, a small business needs to be concerned of right at the front, you know, the, the opening of the business, or is it, Hey, let's get a website up, let's get by until we're able to really maximize uh, the funds for that and, and bring in somebody else to build it better than Jimmy did.
2: (laughs) Well, I would always, something's better than nothing but yes, the search engines do care. Um, oh, okay. Dang it. <laughs> so, yeah. Sorry. They do care, but you definitely want to get something up there. Um, most modern, uh, social media and uh, not social media. sorry. Most modern website builders such as WordPress or Squarespace or the like will give you a very nice professional looking website out of the box. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't need, it's not nearly as hard as it used to be. And, and you can probably spin one up in an afternoon, um, you know, sitting on your couch, watching, you know, football on a Sunday, you could have it done. <laughs> you can have, you can at least have the website started by, mm-hmm. by halftime. Yeah. Um, it, and, and with that, it, you, so start with that and then, uh, iterate over time as your budget allows, uh, and then, it, and continually improve it and, but to start off, it's fine with whatever with what you've got. Some of the key tips on uh, how does it look, it's how fast does it load? You don't mm. want to cram it with a lot of videos and images because if you think about it, if you're on a mobile device and you always want to make sure your website is optimized for mobile first mm-hmm. and is uh, totally responsive to whatever screen size is trying to view your website because... If someone's trying to load it and they're on, you know, four, you know, four G LTE, you know, maybe they're on or they're on a slow Wi-Fi connection or just in a spotty area, you want your website to load because what happens is people will go to your website, it won't load very quickly, and all of a sudden they'll be like, "Oh, wait a minute, uh, it's not loading." They'll hit the back button, go back to that search, and then pick the next mm-hmm. website down, and then probably is your competitor and you don't want that. You don't want people to bounce off your website. So fast loading speed, um, high contrast, uh, text to background. So if you're going with a very light background, you're going to want black or or very dark gray type high contrasting text to the background. Um, this is a, this is usability for low vision people, Mm -hmm. you know, if someone, you know, so it's one of the accessibility. Uh, requirements for your website, but also it's just, it's, you know, I don't know about you, but I'm, I'm getting older <laughs> and it's easier for me to read. And yeah. if you've got like a faint font and I'm trying to scroll through, I'm like, Oh, is that quite clear? You know, it's yeah. just not a good user experience. Um, and Google can detect these now it goes, Oh, there's not a, you know, big high contrast here. This is not, you know, you know, low vision friendly. This is not accessibility friendly. Uh, that's the reason for adding alt tags to all your images on your website. It's for screen readers. Originally it's for screen readers. So people who are uh, blind or low vision use those to read a web page. And when Mm -hmm. it comes to a picture and it'll say, you know, this is a picture of a kitten playing with yarn and in grass, they can picture that in their head. They know what that picture was. Mm -hmm. If it's blank, alt tag blank. Gives them no information. Well, now, uh, so it's bad on accessibility and, and readability uh, for them, but also the search engines use alt tags to also classify and confirm. Okay, what is this picture of? Now, mm. Google Images is getting really smart about, and the machine learning's really good now, but it also wants to make sure you're accurately describing what's in the picture and that there's that it's a uh, you know correct. Yeah.
1: Well, and we're getting low on time. We're going to wrap this up here in just a few minutes. But yeah. um, before we do, I want to give the audience something uh, a little little extra. Um, I know that you've got uh, a ton in the article, so I'm encouraging everybody to go read that because you're going to get more information there. But what are some tools that, that people can check out that can help them in this process of, of maybe helping their SEO?
2: Yeah, uh, SEMrush um, is a great Uh, social media. I mean, great uh, SEO tool. Um, Moz makes a great one. Uh, Ahrefs is another good tool. You can Google them. Most of them have, uh, you know, free trials so you can test it out and they're like a hundred bucks a month uh, Mm -hmm. for you going forward. So they're, they're not too high of cost and they let you monitor your website health. It'll tell you what needs to be fixed. It'll even explain to you how to do it and why this should be done oh, that's fantastic no that's great all right rob well thank you so much
1: for all this information now i'm not sure. looking up the hook because i've got some personal questions for you <laughs> that the, you know, so the audience can get to know you on a personal level uh, and uh, hopefully this will be fun for you if not hope me maybe i can embarrass you a little bit i don't know we'll see <laughs> so first question is this you're a father of two daughters right I am. I am. What surprised you most about being a father of girls, or maybe a, a moment that you had uh, that that uh, kind of surprised you or, or made you laugh?
2: Well, uh, one is sixteen, and the other one, oh boy, is just <laughs> just over two. So, oh wow! Okay. So there's a lot that has surprised me, <laughs> and, and I would say the there there was. Uh, their how quickly their interests change and mm. it's like wow on a dime and it's like okay that's not cool anymore yeah, trying to keep up it's it's,
1: it's interesting <laughs> yeah. and that that is uh, a that's funny those interests change for each of them much differently and they're both busy for much different reasons i bet uh, that's uh, exactly that's fun that that's exciting i have a son yeah. and a daughter so i've got the uh, you nice. know both both of those worlds uh, and it was it was Definitely interesting to, to see the difference in personalities and, you know, just the total, you know, the, the, the way they behave toward each other and others.
2: So, that, it's always learning experience, right? It, it's, it's great. And, yeah. yeah, I mean, I look at, I, always, I was telling a friend of mine, like, yeah, they both keep me awake at night for very different reasons.
0: <laughs> <laughs> exactly.
2: All right. Well, I'm actually stealing
1: a question from Michael. So, shout out to Michael. Um, he loves this question. What yeah. quality
2: do you value most in a person? Oh, that is a good one. I mean, this goes back to the lessons I try to teach my daughters integrity, you Mm. know, do what you say you're going to do. Be the person you promise to be, you know, hold up your end of the bargain. Yeah. Integrity.
1: Okay. And my last question to wrap this podcast up is this, when you're not, you know, making the world a whole lot easier for all these folks that you serve. What do you do for fun? What, what is something that you and your family or just maybe it's just something that you do to kind of escape that moment and just maybe get back into some peace and tranquility that's just fun for you? What
2: What's your favorite thing to do? I would definitely have to say that trying to get out in nature, um, mm-hmm. you know, trying to even if it's just a simple walk around the neighborhood, if I don't have time to go someplace cool. But luckily here in Central Texas, there's a lot of great hiking and day trips. So just trying to get out there and see some see some trees and grass and flowers.
1: There you go. Yeah, because being in front of a computer, dealing with SEO and dealing with customers and clients, it's uh, it's nice to be able to get out there and breathe some fresh air. Uh, so I, I agree 100%. Rob Friedman, I thank you for your time today. Any closing thoughts before we wrap up today's podcast?
2: No, no. Thank you, Eric. This has been wonderful. And I encourage everybody to read the blog and keep coming back. We're going to be doing a whole series of digital marketing tips for businesses. My colleague, Carmen Williams, she's going to be on the show talking about, uh, you know, uh, some customer experience topics for, for small, mid-sized businesses. Um, so a lot of great stuff coming down the line. Fantastic. I'm looking forward
1: to it. Thank you so much. And of course, our last thank you goes to you, the listening audience. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to Zuper FM, field service your way today with Rob Friedman. If you have not subscribed to the podcast yet, please click the subscribe now button below. This way, when the guys come out with a new podcast, it'll show up directly on your listening device. This makes it much easier to share these podcasts with your colleagues. Again, thank you so much for listening today. For everyone at Zuper FM, this is Eric Johnson reminding you
0: to live your best day every day, and we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to Super FM, Field Service Your Way. Insightful discussions and advice that help you position your field service operations as a powerful force in building enduring customer loyalty. And remember this, when you deliver excellent service to your customers, you're also facilitating their ability to provide superior service to their customers, which strengthens brand loyalty among their customer base as well. Thanks again. Please join us next time.